I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Downton Abbey, Mary rejected Matthew's proposal. Maybe. Thomas got a job as a medical professional. And World War I started. Now, Episode 1, Season 2 of Downton Abbey on Lords of Grantham. War ready! War ready! War ready! War ready! War ready! Your boys lost already! My bitch look like- and we're back! Hey! So, this was a... Uh, I was hoping to, like, you know, get through this episode quick because I had things to go do, and then I looked and I saw this episode was over an hour long. Um, yes. Is that longer <laughs> than the finale of the last season? By six minutes. The, the season one finale was about an hour exactly. So, uh, yeah, there, there was a lot to unpack here. A lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. This is a very exciting season opener. It doesn't. It doesn't start with the the typical intro that we're used to with the, for Downton Abbey. Yeah, it, we have a cold open. That's yeah. not something that Downton Abbey does very often. Well, for a cold open, you know they got the coldest times. World War One in the trenches. The Battle of the Somme. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it said. The Somme. I don't know much about World War One, so. And this is two years on from uh, from where we last left them. Yes, the last episode was August, nineteen fourteen. And this is November 1916. That's crazy. Because they, they show Matthew in the opening there. And, I mean, I I guess he's lost some weight. He's in the he's in the trenches. Yeah. But he still has like a little, I think he has a little punch. A little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, just because we talked about, you know, his the actor and his, his shape and everything. And how we know him now as a skinny man. But he still wasn't. And you'd think being at war, he would have lost that weight real quick. Well, it seems like he's going home a lot, right? He's talking about he he's been he's going home in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a, he gets a lot of retreats uh, from all this sadness. So, uh, yeah, maybe he's, he's eating well. And he, and well, should we just get into it? Like he has enough time to meet and woo a woman. Oh yeah, the quote is, "There's a girl I want to see," and then. Is that is that your? That's actually not that bad. Opening. I should scene. get a recorder. Or a flute. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we all think he's going. To, he's talking about going to see Mary, even though we know last time that wasn't meant to be. But no, he's he's talking about a swire. Wait, what's it? Lav- Lavinia. Lavinia swire. Yeah. Uh, but what were you? What was your first impressions of Lavinia? Do we want to jump right into this oh, plotline? D- get into it. You know. So Matthew comes home to to Downton. Yeah, there's a concert to- going on. And he brings Lavinia. Yeah. Ah, uh, Lavinia. <laughs> he brings Lavinia to meet his mother. Yeah. Uh, and also the entire other Crawley family. I've always been calling them the Grantham family because they call them Lord Grantham, but I totally forgot they're also Crawleys. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, you know, cousins and everything. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. So um, Lavinia is fine. Yeah, we're not given much to do with her at this point. They say at one point like she could be the person who owns the house, and when you look at her, I, I don't see that. I don't see. That. I don't know. If looking at her, I would make that assumption. I don't know. I... She seems kind of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She seems very low key. I don't know. I ha- happened to be watching it at home with my mom, and she commented, "She looks pretty plain," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I agree." For for someone who's going to be royalty. 
She's she's a little plain. Just I'm cushioning my 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 take on how how she comes off with my mom's takes. So. Well, I mean, can you really blame Matthew for going for someone who's a little more his speed? That's true. He's it, he does make a comment that he he feels like what something about the the times at Downton felt like a different life. Yeah. Well, he's also been at war too. Yeah. Yeah. And in London, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's skipping out on on that. And late in the episode, Mr. Carson makes a comment about like how he doesn't like Matthew. Oh, yeah. And he says something about Matthew being, you know, having broken Mary's heart. But that's just false. Yeah. No, Mary was the one who broke it for him. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and he hasn't shown his face at Downton in two years. Yeah. He's been busy with war. <laughs> war in London and meeting... like and, and everyone's taken aback by the fact that he's got a fiancé. It's been two years. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, move on. He's getting older. He's got to get some kids out there at some point. We've seen people get engaged uh, after one kiss in this show. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And and other ways, too, as we're, we'll talk about soon enough. Yeah, Sir Anthony was ready to pop the question after two dates. <laughs> he, he was ready to pop a few things, man. Like he, he's, oh, yep. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir Anthony, calm down. Sir Anthony, indeed. Uh, Speaking of Sir Anthony, Edith is behind the wheel. Oh, my God. Yeah, why do they show that? Like, I don't need to think about that. That's a terror for London at that time. Her behind the wheel? Edith. I don't don't trust Edith as far as you can throw her. And, like, that includes driving or anything. Are you docorific? Are you the one that's on our Instagram page? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm really down on Edith. Not in a (laughs) malicious way, but just, like... She is. She has some moments in this episode. Mac- maximum condemnation. No, no. Edith does not deserve maximum condemnation, but she draws some heat in this episode, man. Oh, she does. <laughs> she's like a. She's she's like proto Twitter. Oh my god! Like when, when she's like, "Oh, did you hear Matthew's coming?" And Mary's like, "What?" With her fiance. What? <laughs> Get out of here, Edith! Like I even put in my notes, "Shut up." I think I put Edith. Edith and Sass or something? Yeah. It, even, spoiler alert, but later in the episode when Mary's praying, she's like, you're praying? What? It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Who asked for you? E- Edith, yeah. She she is like the Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. <laughs> she just hangs around and she's just like, Comments oh, by the way, <laughs> remember two years ago when you screwed over me and Sir Anthony? Oh, she even has that moment too. We haven't got to, but like with William, where she's just like, "Well, anyone who doesn't vol- go to the war is a weakling or whatever." And like William's in the room, like, "Oh, Edith says that." Yeah, Edith yeah. like comments like, yeah. "It's like no one asked for your your take on this." <sighs> Edith, but let's circle back to to Mary. So the name gets brought up. We don't get to meet him. But <laughs> I know your ears were ringing when you heard the name. Ugh, Richard Carlyle. <laughs> Richard Carlyle. And everybody hates him. Yeah, according to Grantham, he's a hawker of newspaper scandal. So we don't we haven't we haven't seen this man, but he he carries a, a reputation with him. And uh I don't he's, re- he's a man a man known to associate with powerful women. Yeah, I don't know if I want to meet this guy. He, maybe he'll bring Khaleesi with him. Oh yeah, well spoiler alert. We, we as we all know, he's uh he's Jorah from Game of Thrones <laughs> with scales and stuff. Spoiler alert on that, but you know, he's he's a, he's very much entwined between Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey. Uh but I mean, there's hints that Mary and Matthew are meant to be though. Oh yeah, she's she's staring at Lavinia Swire during the concert. <laughs> she's throwing darts at her. Uh, she leaves her dog, her her toy dog, with Matthew. Oh yeah, good that's luck. so weird. <laughs> what do you it's mean? It's her good luck charm. It's like a beanie baby. 
It's true. Yeah. Although, you know, it was probably made for much more money back then than Beanie Babies were. It's the thing that, that they won at the ring toss at the carnival. That's true. It may, there may be some personal attachment to it, so it means something when she gives it to him. And then he, like, puts it down on a table in, in the trench. And then <laughs> yeah. he goes to walk away, and he goes and he takes it, and he puts it in his pocket. Yeah. So you really want all your war buddies to see you with this little doll in your pocket? Well, you're in war. You know, everyone's doing whatever they can to survive. I I, I don't think I'd think anything of it. Yeah, speaking of this war, yeah, the Lord Lieutenant is another name that we can give to our friend Robert the Earl of Grantham. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, Matthew is a corporal. <laughs> yes, Corporal Corporal Crawley. Cousin Corporal Matthew. Cousin Corporal Crawley. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> but yeah, we got Lieutenant Grantham in the house. Lord Lieutenant Grantham. <laughs> that is a But then honor. they want to make him uh the Colonel of the North Rider Volunteers. He is he is wearing a feather in his cap, man. He, he is, is he is smitten to be back. He wants to go to war. Yeah, yeah. And man, I mean we saw it when we went to the exhibit, but that that red suit jacket looks so good on him. Ooh, it's it's flashy. Yeah, it, it speaks to like this guy he he's the Lord, Lord Lieutenant. Um but all the what is the honor they bestow upon him? Like it's just the volunteer ride to well he France? what he is is the lord as the lord lieutenant he's sort of just a figurehead in his village yeah and with this colonel of the north riders he thinks it's going to be like he'll be back in the service he feel, he's starting to feel useless at home right but it, then he goes to this meeting and it's all like old you know yuppie men yeah and they're like. You think you're going to war? Like, no, we're we're doing exactly what you're doing. He's he's like real dejected. Yeah, and like you get a hint of that earlier in the episode when he says to Matthew, like, "Oh, they're going to make me a lieutenant for the volunteering." And Matthew's like, "Huh?" <laughs> like, you don't know what that means, obviously. <laughs> nope. Uh, but the so he, I mean, he poor guy. Yeah, like, he just wants to do something. I mean, I know that it's only an honorary position but he does do something and it is something in that episode oh are you talking about during the concert oh my god that was a showstopper moment so there's uh i looked this up apparently the white feathers were uh given out during world war one because it was just like a symbol of cowardice so like if you weren't in the war they'd give you a white feather because you're just weak and it was part of like the suffrage suffragette movement i guess to have women also be part of the war efforts and stuff and I guess so. so they would just pick on people. That was the way that women felt empowered was to pick on men that were at home. I don't know if it happened in that context, uh, but apparently they got invites to this party though, and uh, they well, saw they, they paid for tickets because it's a fundraiser for the hospital because the hospital's overflowing with, with wounded veterans. Three hundred men, I think they say. Three hundred. Oh my god! What are they going to do with all of those poor souls? So these women that paid for tickets, yeah, stand up and start handing out these. Feather. feathers and the funny thing is they single out william who like already has been having a rough go of it because he's like well i can't go because if i go then my I, I i could die and that would just leave my dad by himself and they see it fit to single him out like you you're a coward you take this well and then lord grantham goes ham oh my god he, he <laughs> yells, you are the coward you. Get, get out of here <laughs> And they just promptly like shuffle out of there, and they head... and then they go for Branson on the way out. Yeah, and they give him flowers. Like we're already wearing a suit, and they're like, like already wearing my uniform today, at our fellow. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, not one for war. Get out of here. He kicks him. I would. Yeah, Grantham really did a good job. And he's like, no, keep on playing the music. <laughs> yeah. One one thing that I'm always curious about with pop culture in the teens and the mm-hmm. before you know TV, they bring in this like string quartet. 
yeah. to play this concert. And it's all like a string quartet is now. It's like dudes in their 50s and 60s playing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? where do you go to see the hip music? Is that the <laughs> hip music? I guess that's another show of my ignorance of this time period. I mean, they only just got the telephone. So I think they're uh, a few years off from the vinyl recordings, right? That's like not everywhere so well they have a, a gramophone does come into downton at some point spoiler alert but because the show goes on you mean yes <laughs> history <the> time <laughs> yeah. but i always feel like when i see concerts in the teens and it's like hoity-toity you know string quartet music mm-hmm. it's all old dudes is that the contemporary music is made by old dudes uh, i mean maybe they just know what they're doing best doing with those instruments so it's like hire the people who know what they're doing with those yeah well Minor point, but yeah. Uh, and also in this episode, Sybil with the the Granthams. That's yeah. The, there's a lot going on with the this is the war. It's really <laughs> it's as if it's a worldwide war. <laughs> yeah, everything's going to change as we heard multiple times uh, throughout this episode. Like everything will change after the war. That's a that's a big assumption. Like yeah, if England wins, you mean like <laughs> well, Sy- Sybil's episode starts with her receiving a letter. Yeah. And then weeping. She shook. And then everyone's like, oh, what's going on? And it's a guy she knew got killed. Thumberless. I, I tried. I was about to break my TV because I kept trying to rewind it, but it would rewind too far. <laughs> and I saw how long the episode was. I was like, I don't have time to keep rewinding to I put closed caption on. I just want to find out what the name is. And she says every man she's di- danced with is dying. Another classic moment in the show where someone we've never met or heard of with a very complicated name dies off screen and we're supposed <laughs> to feel some sort of you know like sympathy for for sybil like yeah it's it's yeah it's really it's i think what it is is just a triggering moment for her to like take action just leave it at that i and, don't need to hear about thumberless again and isabel yeah says that she can get her into a nurse school in york yeah which is like i thought was crazy to me uh because like she talks like charmingly about scrubbing floors like you could even scrub floors come on she comes from money you want to see her on the floor scrubbing floor no yeah get out of here Isabel. that's just and isabel has that in the back of her pocket yeah sybil's like what do you think i could do and isabel's like oh by the way i can get you in here if you want what yeah you really had that at the ready you don't want to keep that to yourself yeah and maybe wait for a more appropriate moment than when she's mourning somebody yeah, she just kind of has swoops right in there. She's like, I can help you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like to scrub floors. No, you don't, Sybil. You're, you're way you too can... pretty to do that. And if we're just going to follow the Sybil train down, she goes downstairs to two of our favorite characters. <laughs> oh, Patmore and Daisy. That's some fun times down there. And Patmore, like, almost starts to talk some some junk about her. Yeah, what in Wonderland would you call that? He's <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Daisy's Daisy's very sweet in this episode. Da- yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother. We'll we'll get we'll go back on the Daisy track, but Daisy's very helpful. Surprising team ups, you know, Sybil and Daisy baking a cake. Yeah, mixed match challenge upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cute. It uh, was very. I I enjoyed it. It was, but then we. I think one mm-hmm. fault of this episode, and I know it's a chock full episode. Yeah, they say she's making the cake for the Dowager. Oh yeah yeah. And they want to surprise her with the cake. Yeah. But then we never see the cake. We never see the the dowager eat the cake and then say, oh, it's this is good. And then Sybil says she made it. Never happens. Yeah. A little disappointing. Maybe it wasn't that good. 
Maybe, maybe we don't want to see that shit. Yeah, she, maybe. Yeah. I but they, they Mosley brings down... No, Carson brings down Cora, right? Yeah. Carson or Hughes? Carson, Carson does, because he just approves of Sybil doing all this stuff. He's beside himself like, why would anyone let her do these things? And in that scene, I, I particularly remember, and I wrote it in my notes, mm-hmm. Branson is standing there in his full uniform, sipping tea, just staring at Sybil. Yeah, he just like walks in like, oh, you know? like He didn't say, oh, he just stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a weird dude. He peeps through windows. I don't yeah, know. It's... But uh, I love I love Carson just being like, I don't know what this is. And Cora's just beaming with pride that her daughter baked a cake. Like, yeah. I, I Have you ever done that where you, you bake something for like a family member? Like, oh, wow, you, you did this. I mean, I think as like a teenager that was always like, oh, look, this child who doesn't know anything about the world made a cake. I don't know. Well, I went through like a baking phase over the past few years. And I was like baking a lot of stuff. And. I'm very thankful the people who ate it were just like, this is good. I, I made some bad stuff, though. Yeah. Anyways, back to the show. It's better than lamb stew, right? <laughs> That's what they're eating downstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got the new visitor down there. That is true. new worker. Should we... Uh, let's just wrap up Sybil first. Okay. She goes to the the nursing place. Yeah. And it looks like a boot camp. There's dudes in, like, blue... Well, because they're missing legs and stuff. They're re- learning how to walk again. I don't think... No, I think they were just training. They were standing. I don't know, man. They weren't I, missing legs. I they didn't have well, prosthetic legs. There was like one guy missing a leg. I mean, like they were at. A, I think she's at a hospital, right? She's. I'm, I mean, but when they walk in and there are people doing drills on the lawn, that's not. Oh, I think they're getting rehabilitated, man. I don't think I, it's like or, I, whatever you say. They're not sending the one-legged guy back out the war. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's one-legged. Yeah. yeah. We'll, have to, we'll yeah. have to. I'll bring up the video after we're done recording. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, it, there was one great line, though, before she left that, where the Dowager said to the great Aunt Roberta, she served in the war by, uh, she loaded the guns, <laughs> which is like, whoa, I want to learn a little bit more about Roberta. It's another name that you just, you can forget it. Yeah. We should have like a swear jar of names on Downton Abbey that we don't ever hear <laughs> from again. Never going to hear Roberta again. Uh but before uh, Sybil like uh, takes in part at her new gig, Branson makes he makes a, a motion on her. He speaking he, of proposals that without even kissing, yeah, he's like the war's going to change, and that means we could get married. And it's like that's a big presumption that just because a war happens, you a low Irish chauffeur is going to be able a socialist Irish chauffeur can just marry her. But one thing I think he's reading her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even see. I mean, I think she knew that he had a crush on her, but I don't think she knew he was gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bridge too far, maybe, for him to to propose like that. Uh, Perhaps, but you know, he's he's never been. He was like right up in the face of the feather people, like laughing him off when they yeah. were like everybody else was shook. Like Lord Grantham was screaming, William was crying, people were yeah. shook, and Branson's just like, "Yep, yeah, get out of here." <laughs> yeah, I know what you are. He's kind of a he's kind of a badass in this episode, I think. Yeah, kind of low key, just you know, with sipping tea. Yeah, um, and we should be known we're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Shout out to Tom Branson. Yeah, what's <laughs> slan shit, Tom? Power to the Irish. Uh, do we want to move on to Ethel? Ethel, yes, she's Irish, right? She's 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 red. a she's a fiery redhead for sure. She's a she's a last kicker. Yes. Uh, where did she come from? <laughs> she's. She just showed up. It's her she, first day. She's a piece of work. Cause like, how? What was her interview to get this girl hired? Cause she was asking like, when they were serving crepes, can I have any leftovers? Who are you asking for leftover crepes? That sounds fancy in and of itself. Why do you think you're going to get crepes? Okay, like 
who hired you? I want to know the interview process for you getting hired at this place. Well, I mean, is she she seems qualified. Like she keeps telling Anna, like I don't need you to t- show me how to do this. Yeah. But then is it Hughes who says like she came from a house that was one other maid and a cook, and that was it? Yeah, it was like a small house. She's like, I'm almost like a, a first maid, and it's like, yeah, a housemaid because you're you're in a small tiny house. But Ethel's got a bit of a rough go of it. Yeah, I love Patmore being just like, just know your role and shut your mouth. Like she's, Patmore? Yeah, Patmore says that. And then O'Brien does the o- mean o- thing. O- O'Brien O'Brien without Thomas is the, you know, like she, there's no, Bates is, is doing his own thing and we'll get to that. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, when your target is lost and you just pick on this new person. And, I, I, I think she earned it though. I, I did not like this Ethel girl. Like it doesn't matter if you like her or not. She didn't deserve. I don't think she deserved to get humiliated like that. Not do it. I, I, I. You just can't come in a workplace acting like you're the thing. You got, got to know where your spot is. But and, o, so O'Brien says that the that lady uh, Cora has called for her to congratulate her on her work so far, and then everyone starts. Well, not everyone. All these people, these red shirts that we don't know who they are, start laughing at it. Well, the thing is, she's like undaunted by that because we see later in the episode she's checking the outlets for vapor fumes, like electrical outlets. I'm not saying Ethel's not dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, but I, th- I think Ethel's trying and I think Ethel's adjusting. She needs to be... She's kept, getting hazed. She needs to be... Yeah, she, you need a gut check sometimes, though, when you work at a place. But I not think. O'Brien. O'Brien... <laughs> O'Brien's having a tough you goal, really, but, man. You really think O'Brien... O'Brien's had two years to stew on the fact that she killed a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair... Yeah, yeah. You think maybe there would be some kindness instead of just being like she, just a a pettier version of what she was with Thomas. Well, I mean, you see, her relationship is still strong with uh, with with Cora. She you know informs her about Sybil and stuff. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, she's she's without Thomas, and it's tough, man. It's a cold world out there during a war going on. Yeah, what do you, who do you think she hangs out with for two years? Not many people. I mean, you hear about her correspondence with Thomas. She must be writing to him like every day. She's like, bored. Yeah. Think about that. She's like, like, finally someone for me to haze. Think about that when that's your writing partner is Thomas, the the evil chauffeur. Like, not chauffeur, the footman, like former footman. Is it, should we just move on to Thomas? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we kind of covered Ethel. It's, it's not much. She She's very, very present. Yeah. She's just like in the background of things. And it's just like, and they give her. She's got the the her introduction. She has the thing where she's asking for the food. Yeah, she gets called up to get embarrassed by Lady Cora, and she's dusting the outlets. Like she has an episode. She is definitely like the C plot of the episode. Yeah, yeah. And she's reading like a magazine when they, because like everyone's busy, and she's just sitting there doing a magazine. I'm fine with the hazing. I'm fine with it. I'm. I, <laughs> I mean, not that I encourage. Anyone. I don't encourage O'Brien to be the one yeah. doing it. If it was uh, Carson or William or yeah. one of. You know, one of these characters that is more silly. Mm-hmm. O'Brien is a murderer who murdered a fetus. That's fair. <laughs> no, this is a hundred years ago, and I don't endorse these workplace values today. So just that asterisk on everything. Um, but yeah, Thomas shows up late in the episode because I was actually kind of like excited. Like, are we going to get an episode without Thomas? Because I don't. You were excited to have an episode without him. Yeah, I don't need to see his face. I, his his little rat face. I, I I don't need it. You said he was handsome last season. Well, yeah. But it is, can be rat-like sometimes. I think he's typically handsome. I've said he's rat-like since day one. You called him a rat face, right? No. Yeah, but I've never said he's handsome. You de- defended his handsomeness. Uh, yeah. I, I guess his actions speak louder than his handsomeness, I guess. So he, he took a took an L a little bit. 
Yeah. So he's a, a medic on the front lines. He just bumps into He bumps Matthew. into Matthew, yeah. Out of nowhere. Like And oh. then you know, we just see him and he's like getting Oh that was violent. Wait, he's oh, talking to the guy and the guy gives him a cigarette to smoke and then he goes to light the other cigarette and a bullet goes through the guy's head. Every bullet has a name on it as he as the guy says before he gets one. And then you see it goes to like a call of duty like yeah. and Thomas is like Sure. But I, I love his interaction later in the episode when uh, Matthew comes back and they sit down to have milk and sugar. And Matthew's well, like, I think it's coffee. And he has milk and sugar concentrate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Matthew's like, Oh, I wonder how you got that. And it's like, We all know how he got that. Thomas steals. I don't, I, I didn't take it as that. Oh, I totally read that as that. How do you just have it for his own personal use? He, I mean, they have rations for things like that. If Matthew's asking it, though, I'm just thinking it harkens back to his wine swiping days. He... So may- oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I just didn't really care. I do. Th- I like that. Um, cousin Matthew says something along the lines of, "You'll never guess where I just was." And then, like, they don't even. Then I think they don't see each other. Yeah. And then when they see each other again, it's not like, "Tell me how Downton was the last time you were there." It's like they're, he he Thomas is like. Let's just sit and talk about the old times for a minute. And isn't that funny? Because it's just like, you know, when you work at a place, you're just like, oh, man, this place and everything. But then when you run into like an old coworker or someone, it's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about all the good times, and all that stuff there. When when you're together there, it's like, oh, man, this place, you know. But the war has made them not necessarily rank equals, but, it's, it's you know, they're yeah. two men in the trenches wearing the same uniforms. Right. So there's no more divide between them. Uh, well, well, that is until the end of the episode when Matthew <laughs> casually mentions like, oh, you know, you can get out of here for injury. He did. Well, not in those words, but he <laughs> he says he says that they have an overwhelming supply of wounded veterans at the hospital and yeah. they and Thomas is like, oh, what? Can I go back? Can I go back to Downton even though I quit? Well, he's not saying down itself. Well, the village, the hospital. And I was wondering about his career, because he was supposed to work on a medical wing, but I guess they just needed so many people in World War One. they called him out into the front lines. Like he I just... feel like he wanted to be a medic in the military. That's I... what Clarkson's hookup was. Yeah. But I... they didn't know that the war was imminent. Yeah. I mean, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Yeah, he's just in a rough situation. So he wants to... He, he hears that there there is an overwhelming number of wounded people that need medics. Yeah. And immediately, minutes later, decides that he wants to wind up in the same village as Downton and be back in that world. And he sticks his lighter above the trench mm-hmm. and gets a hole shot through his hand. Yeah. Well, hopefully he ends up okay, Tom. And then what does he... What he, a has a, he has a, a line as, a, thank you for my deliverance. He says that after he gets he shot. Said he's, and... he's crying, holding his hand. Oh, right, yeah. Also, like, I mean, I don't know World War One, as I have said, and I will continue to say throughout the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. He holds the lighter up for like four seconds, and a guy shoots perfectly through the palm <laughs> of his hand. Yeah, you wouldn't worry about like your fingers getting shot off or anything like that. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't. He knew something was happening to his hand, but he really got the best of it. This is 1916. This guy in one shot <laughs> gets right through the palm of his hand. And we've played video games. It's not that easy to shoot. In modern day with uh, these guns. Oh, yeah, because we know what the modern guns feel like because of Call of Duty and exactly. Far Cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's his story for that half episode. Um, let's get on to the big one, the big other one, uh, Bates. Oh, yeah. He's, he's gone because his, 
His mother died. His mom died, who we met in the last episode. And right. I went to go see him. I mean, I guess it's Her. two years different, but she looked healthy. She, she could have gone for a couple longer than two more years. And they don't know when he's coming back. Like, he's been gone for some questionable amount of time. Yeah, and when he comes back, he's just like, oh, I didn't expect to come back already. It's like, what do you mean? He's so, like, <laughs> she's been... we always give him the grumbly voice. He doesn't always have the grumbly voice. Yeah. But he's, he's like, I, I was just, I didn't know I'd be coming back today. <laughs> He's just so, and yeah. Anna, because it's he comes back with Mary, who Mary is also in London. Yeah, and Anna's like, I didn't know you were coming back today. And she's like, huh, neither did I. <laughs> he's he trying to mean? play it cool. Yeah, your your mom's been dead for weeks. You, you, you don't just happen to be like, oh, it's time to come back. And he looks so suave too with the hat and the cane. Uh-huh. And how good is that shot of like the train and the steam? And oh my gosh, he looks boss. like Batman. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Uh, and then he gets a lift from Mary, too, to the house. Well, yeah, well, nice. he doesn't have to walk. He he can manage. Yeah. And then, yeah, he sees Anna, and he has news for her. He, he can get a divorce. He can divorce. And then Anna's like, is this a proposal? That is the, is the weirdest proposal I think I've heard. And but, what does he say? He's like, if that's how you, if that's how you want to take it. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of half-hearted, kind of not. I don't know, but... Like, yeah, it's a proposal. They interpreted both the, that way, based on the words. Yeah, and then they they talk about opening a hotel with their children. <laughs> big ambitions here. And then they kiss. Yeah. That's a very big deal. Yeah. And it's a very sweet moment, and you're like, yeah, Mr. Page. And they have that Woo! camera in tight on him. He's got those <laughs> eyes just swooning. <laughs> um, both of them. And she's so happy, too. Um, and it's, it's funny, though, because, like... Uh, Hannah's like, I've never felt I could be so happy. And then Ethel's in the background watching them or whatever. Well, she walks in and starts to read the magazine. Yeah, it's like, God, get, who are you? Get out of here, Ethel. Don't, not a fan, not a fan. But then who comes to the Abbey? <laughs> a mysterious guest? Yeah. Vera Bates. <laughs> Ex-wife, or current be, wife. a current wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bates thinks he can buy her off because he inherited a lot of money from his now-dead mother. And who's talking to Vera and informing him of, of her about all the goings-on in the house? Ethel. Ethel, yeah. God. <laughs> but, uh, so Vera Bates gets to talk to, to as she says, my Batesy. <sighs> She's got an attitude Everyone is her. spoiling my Batesy, is what she says. <laughs> Not my Johnny, yeah. my Batesy. It's like she calls him by his last name. Yeah. And then she's got a plan, too, to extort from him. But- it doesn't even... It's such a bad plan. She just wants to live with him so she can have the money. Yeah. <laughs> and he has said before, like, he told Anna he could get a divorce and give her the money and she won't be able to turn him down. She just wants to make this guy miserable. It's so She's evil. And he went to jail for her. Yeah. And you think about, like, how he meet her and you just gotta remind yourself... Well, Bates was a drunk at one point. Yeah. We all make bad decisions. And he, he, he met was a this pilferer. Woman. Yeah. yeah. And he met this woman in those dark times and he married her. But how about when she drops the bomb, his reaction? Oh, my God. We have the sequel. To you bastard. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so... And he goes, to, he goes to hit her. Well, he, he grabs her arm and yeah, throws her against the wall. I mean... And then she says... She says now I'm going to go to the the police and have them take pictures. She also had like this classic modern line where like um she you know, she gives reveals the plot of how she's going to tell the story about the Turkish from the Turkish embassy of, of uh, Pamuk. Uh, oh, yeah. reference not named. And he's like you can't get away with this and she literally says as as if, if. Yeah, I wrote that like, down. What year is this? Like times are changing. And, <laughs> and he did you bitch. <laughs> That's his response to as if. <laughs> That's, the most, oh, that's some drama right there, I tell you. 
Um, but I could see him going for her back in the day as a drinker. I could see him falling. Yeah, we really for her. don't. He seems like this reformed man who's very subdued and mm-hmm. he lives a, a nice, charmed life. And he, yeah. she's like a she's reminder cruel. of the past. Yeah, she is cruel. Oh, but when he breaks the news to Grantham that you know Vera oh, wants sh- him to quit, no, but she doesn't. He just he just she says you'll put in your resignation tonight. Yeah, and he's like what? <laughs> he's I wrote it down. I thought we were friends. Yeah. No, I thought we were friends. We crossed the Great su- Divide successfully. I cannot recall being more disappointed in any man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Grantham's just laying the law down. I, I, I like the part where Grantham's like, and you won't take any more money from me. And he goes, I'm sorry. You'll get the money that you deserve. <laughs> yeah, he goes, <laughs> like, oh, I apologize for all those things I just said. And then Mrs. Hughes had overheard the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and know. she told Carson, yeah. and Carson told Lord Grantham, mm-hmm. and I was perturbed by this. Like Carson's, like, Carson says that Bates essentially fell on his sword to mm-hmm. save Downton because of the Pamuk stuff. Yeah, and Lord Grantham is like, "What stuff are you talking I about?" Can't tell you. <laughs> and, and I guess I just realized he's never <laughs> found out. About he's just all been this- hanging for. Three years or whatever without oh, this yeah. information. He should not know about it. And and Vera Bates does know that Anna helped move the body. Yeah, how'd she get all these details? O'Brien, right? O'Brien oh. and Thomas are a little oh, sniveling. That's right. They set this in motion, right? Yeah. Ooh, I hate it. Uh, what's the one other thing from this episode? Uh, William. Let's talk about William. William, yeah. Poor William. We've already touched on it a little bit. He doesn't yeah. want to be... He doesn't want to be... The one who like makes his father the only member of his family, right? And he's he's elevated himself to the footman. He's he's getting paid. Well, he's, he's got until Bates gets back, right? Right. Well, Tom, I, I I imagine that he replaced Thomas. I think that's the idea, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So he's he's all down after the concert. Yeah. And who comes in? Daisy. Yeah, yeah. He's so he's like sitting beside himself, and then she kisses him. She's like, "What can I do to make you happy today?" Oh no, 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 you bitch! <laughs> he did not say that, William. Yeah, Bates came you, in there. What are you guys. doing here? Uh, no. She kisses him, and she and he's like, "Huh?" He's no. Speaking of like the weirdness of this show. Yeah. So people, Sir Anthony wants to get engaged to Edith, and they have never kissed at all. Yeah. Thomas wants to get engaged with Sybil. They have not had any relations at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daisy kisses William, and William says, Will you be my girl? Yeah. And she's like, mm, No. <laughs> like, these people get engaged off of like chemistry. Yeah. And he just says, like, Be my girlfriend. Come on. It's a, and she's it's, like, It's a sweet notion. I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matthew's at war, swinging a girl in London. He's, yeah, he's half the time. But poor William, you know, he just wants... Yeah, I hope he ends up okay. Um, on the note of William, yeah, we find out that there's a reason he hasn't been called up to war. Right. <laughs> this is this is the... the I think if there's ABC plot lines, this is the F plot line. The Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> the Dowager <sighs> sent a letter to the Department of, of War, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that... William has a skin condition? Yeah. And Molesley has a lung condition. And she says she's doing it out of, you know, respect towards them and their family that she doesn't want their fathers to be 
alone. Right. As, as, and it kind of reflects like Carson's sentiment that he says, like, keeping up the standards is the only way to let the Germans know they won't win. It's like that kind of mindset of, like, got to keep the service there and, you know, watch out for them and keep up standards, too. But <clears throat> Mosley's legit not ready for war, though. Mosley's a little, a little, like, he doesn't want to go to war. He's got bad lungs, though. No, he doesn't. You it's th- made up. Oh, I think he's got bad lungs. No, it's made up. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I don't know. I think he means... You think Thomas is stealing creamer and then the base actually has <laughs> bad lungs that he can't go to war? Mostly no, he has doesn't bad lungs. Mold, yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to go to war. That's why he goes up to Dr. Clarkson and he's like, don't do it just in case. I don't want to waste the time for me to fail again. He, he doesn't want to go. Either way, do you, what good would you see uh, coming from Mosley being out there on the front lines? What, what do well, you think would happen? There's one thing that might happen that would be good for oh, the show. Wait, you, no, no, not Mosley, man. He can't <laughs> die. Come on. He gets shot. <laughs> no, no. Stay, stay at Dalton, Mosley. You're a good guy. <laughs> is that it for the episode? Like, um, Isabel's like is pretty instrumental with that Mosley plotline. And um, Dr. Clarkson's so, pretty prominent. Yeah, I, I love I love it though. Like how Clarkson's like talking about all these illnesses with Mosley. Mosley's like right there or whatever. Just like, oh yeah, he's, he's a like no, but you see Mosley's face. He's like what? Yeah, yeah. I bad lungs. Like he's oh. not like he's not like. Oh yeah, he's talking about my bad lungs. He's like looking confused in the other oh, room. I read that differently. I read that like as like someone's pride being hurt that like this information was being shared on some level. But maybe I'm just I've, maybe I got wrong. There's a lot happening. This, this is a very busy episode. Any other notes? Before we get to our the end, uh, I think I had a a few quotes. This is like one episode where I felt like, okay, this is a dowager I know with like very good quotes. You oh know? yeah, she has a good quote in the beginning. Yeah, when she says, "War makes early risers of us all." Right. They're like, "What do you do?" She she look, comes in looking like a like Hunger Games character. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And, and she it, says, "War makes early risers of us all." And she has that plant, that, that massive plant that she says looks like it's from the Lost World. And I was like, "That's a good, that's a good line." She's a Jurassic Park fan. <laughs> yeah. Anna, help me with this plan from the lost world. Yeah. Uh, as if. Yeah. I love um, when Ethel's like, uh, I take it they ate all the crepes. And then Patmore's like, they did. <laughs> like, you're not getting crepes. But, uh, yeah, that was a that was a solid episode. Kind of a downer note. It ends on with, like, a lot of uncertainty for this year because uh, the war's happening. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you want to get to our power rankings? Uh, yeah, before that, I just wanted to say that every time it cuts to the war, mm-hmm. it cuts to, like, a thing exploding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or it, it'll cut from, like, well, I wonder how Matthew's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's not And there's good. one shot where there's a body flying through the air. It's yeah. Like, oh, man. And then when he comes back, he's like, I thought there was supposed to be a 10-day retreat. It's like, man, you're at war. It just doesn't work that easy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, every time it cuts from, like, war to Downton. It's just like dirt and everybody's nasty and gross to just like like a Pristine. wipe. And there's the chandelier. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, oh, one other thing that I, I guess I've never thought about. This is Mary praying. Oh, yeah. We really don't talk about religion much in Downton Abbey. Mm-mm. I guess I always just assume that people of that time were all very religious just culturally. Yeah. But Edith is like so shocked about her praying well, maybe, and Mary praying, she's like, I don't even know if you exist. Well, maybe that speaks to Mary's type, you know, because she just seems like the kind that just goes her own way and doesn't need religion. I don't but know. I thought that was very fascinating. That's very progressive of Downton to include some mm-hmm. sort of agnostic, if not, uh, you know, someone that doesn't even believe that God is real. I thought that was very good. Yeah. 
Very uh, little interesting layer for Downton Abbey. It's true. That is true. Maybe Lady Mary's an atheist. Possible. <laughs> you know, a lot of people would be overjoyed by that. Or maybe she's just not as devout as other people. Yeah. So do we want to get to the power rankings? Yeah. Do you want to start? Oh, yeah. I'll start on number three on for my... Go, down or up? Bottom. Okay. The third worst week is Robert, the Earl of Grantham. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He wanted to, you know, his concert is interrupted. Okay. By these women, and he has mm-hmm. to put up, you know, regardless of he's if he's a, a like cool guy screaming for justice at these women that are causing a scene. Yeah, it disrupts his concert. Yeah, and then he wants to go to war, and he's all excited just to find out. Oh no, you're still an old man who's just going to be hanging around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. so not a great episode. No. Well, I mean, I, uh, I also when I did my rankings, I went out of the way to avoid any sort of general like. The world because mm-hmm. the world is screwed. It's World right. War One. Yeah, it's rough times all around. Uh, for me, number three, it's uh, Thomas is going down. He, you know, he he didn't get the the job didn't work out the way he wanted. Last episode, he left like, oh, he's going to do well for himself. He's got a career now. He he has one good hand. Well, I I, I was actually thinking of where to place him because he kind of gets what he wants. Yeah, I guess. it's at the expense of his hand. Yeah, losing a hand, I think, is hard to come back from though. He doesn't actually lose a hand. The bullet goes right through his palm. <laughs> it's it's gonna be hard to use again, probably. No, oh, I don't know. I've never seen this. Sh- I've, I've never seen the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, where they CGI out his hand. Well, no, he's not gonna lose it, but it ain't gonna be. I don't know. At I, least it's I, not. A, at least he held up what it. I think he held up his non-dominant hand. Yeah, you'd hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, I, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I I think he ends the episode getting what he wants at the mm-hmm. expense of his limb. Yeah. My bottom number two is Ethel. Okay. Yeah, oh man, I think I forgot about her actually. I just hated her all around. She I mean, she is a little too loud and vocal about her previous job and stuff, but I don't think she deserved what she deserved on the whole. I I know you don't, like even if you don't like her, she didn't deserve <laughs> to get thrown in front of the Yeah, well, it's true. And then everybody everybody downstairs laughs at her and everybody upstairs laughs at her. Nobody's like this is kinda messed up. I think she'd be in my my number four tier. I think the losing a hand just overrode that one just enough for me. (laughs) Um, Well who's number two for you then? Bates. Bates Uh, is my number one. Oh really? Doesn't get much worse. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean yeah, it is rough for Bates with the wife coming back and everything. But my number one, it's Anna. Because she says she's never been happier in her life. That is true. Than, than when he proposed to her, and now that's nothing. And you see her break down crying with Ethel. It's like, yeah, Ethel, you can cry about your problems. You don't know Anna's problems, okay? Those are serious. She's, Didn't Anna hands down the best season from us last season, and she starts this this season too? At a low, I think. At the, a career low? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Bates might have it a little worse, because he's got to go to that B-word of a wife. <laughs> yeah, but then he's she's all, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've... I've, both of them are kind of one number one, but if I had to choose, it's Anna. Her heart's broken. Well, on the on the top, I have an honorable mention. Okay, Isis. There's what a lot of Isis in this episode. Really, I kind of just didn't notice him. A lot of Isis. Isis like runs. Isis is eating. Clear, not, to be clear, the dog, not the terrorist organization. I did every time I write Isis down, I write it in all capital letters. <laughs> oh no! And it's not on purpose. It's just reflex that I write Isis. Oh, in all. No. oh man. Don't share that information. But, oh, um, Isis, Isis runs around, and there's just a ton. Of, we've never seen this much Isis in, in the background. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Isis is a good character. All right, but who's your, <laughs> who's your number three? William. Why? What? William. William. 
he's having a rough week, man. He's he's being called a coward. Yeah, but the episode ends with him. We find out that the, one of the reasons he can't go to war is because the Dowager is holding him back, literally, because of yeah. a fake condition. Right. So he gets the the wall is lifted. He can go to war. He wants to go to war. Yeah. And he gets a kiss from from Daisy. Yeah. I I mean I this is actually a rough episode for people being up in general. Like it's pretty tough times all around. Yeah. I guess yeah. I forgot about the kiss for him just going to war. I don't know, man. You don't he want wants that. to go to you war. You don't want that though. He doesn't want the feather. You he wants know. war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, three. I have Hughes. Hughes had a good episode. Yeah, because she's like, Detective Hughes is back at it, right? Because she uh, she talks to I, I like the conversation she has with Carson, where uh, she's taking the side of Matthew and he's like, "Oh, Matthew's nothing," and she's, she's like, "No, Mary's the reason behind this." And it's like, "Good, talk some sense into Carson." And my mom pointed out too uh, while watching is it's like that it was so smart of Hughes when she says, "Oh, why don't you come in this room right here where you can talk?" That is she, very smart. Where she knows she has a radio and she can listen in. It's like, huh? She she's Making moves down there. So, Hughes, yeah, a little bit up. Little, Good job. Yeah, well, Hughes also uh, no marks against her last season from us. Right, that's true. My number two is Cousin Matthew. Really? Mm-hmm. Because he's going to marry? Get married, I mean? or Well, Lavinia seems pleasant. Okay. Lady Mary's clearly still got a thing for him. He's mm-hmm. doing, you know, like the war is, you know, war is war. Yeah. But he's making the best of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I he, he shows up. Yeah. That's and fair. I do think his, like, oh, I'm so glad we can finally be friends is just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's like that doesn't work that way, man. But uh, I do think he has a good overall episode considering that's fair. the circumstances. I have Sybil at number two. Okay. Sybil's my number one. Well, I mean, she just had a good week all around. She learned to bake. Yeah. And she's she got a job. Uh, she's moving on up. She got a proposal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good things going our way this week. I feel like Sybil is Sybil and um, Matthew both or William mm-hmm. both have the same type of good week where it, like it seems weird, yeah, and daunting, and not outright great, but it's gonna be good. It's 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 character building. Yeah, character growth. Yeah, and building. So who's your number one? Uh, Grantham. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I think those verbal smackdowns that he did this week are among the best. That he's showing yet. When he tells those girls to get out of the party, they get. And I, I just love how he just, just like owns it. And then when he t- talks down to Bates, how ashamed he is of him. That's not a good moment. Oh, he, he, he so loses you sting. Think, yeah, yeah, but you think that's a good week? Yeah, because he loses his his friend. He's never been more disappointed if we're gonna, in any man. Yeah, if we're going to look at it in terms of power rankings, okay? Who has the power? It's Grantham. He shuts them down, okay? And then he gets to wear his, wear his getup again. He looks so powerful in that getup. He's got power, man. Grantham is number one. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, the mascot from the sidelines is the best player on the whole team. That's what you're saying this yeah. week. Yeah, I think so. All right. I don't agree. <laughs> well, we got we got um, war coming. More yeah. war. So, was this a good episode? Yeah. This was a fantastic episode. It, it justified its length. This is a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Heck of a season beginning. Yeah. Vera Bates. She's here. I was going to put her in my power rankings because she gets what she wants. Yeah, it's just we don't know enough about her yet. And I mean, we, we know what she is. We, yeah, we just know the one thing. <laughs> well, you... you. Mm-hmm. Okay, then don't say. All right. We've already said it enough. Yeah, we don't need to pro- put that negativity in the world. All right, well... That's so, it. So, yep. Yeah, remember, follow us on the Twitter, Lords of Grantham Twitter, and 
the Our email is Lords of Grantham at Gmail. Instagram, Lords underscore of underscore Grantham. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Lords of Grantham. Give us those five stars on iTunes, just yeah. like the five stars on Lord Grantham's outfit. Yeah. And Ooh. write us a review. They're slowly coming, and we want the algorithm to work in our favor. Yeah. Because the better we are perceived, even if it's not true and you hate us and you give us five stars, we'll get better microphones. We'll get some sponsorships. No, nowhere to go but up. We want that Casper sponsorship. We, we want that Loot Crate sponsorship. We want, we want that Paddington guest spot. We want that pa- Paddington <laughs> will come after the Bark Box or the DDP Yoga sponsorship. Hopefully. So help us get that. Yeah. Five stars all day. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. Lords Grantham. Bye. <laughs>